What's going on, Jets Nation? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, the Sports War Radio Network, Snowman Digital Media, media, and quite frankly, any place that you get your New York Jets fix or Weapons Hot fix. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my partner in crime, one of my very best friends, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for Mr. Kevin Jackson. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome aboard. Another mish, another weapons hot mission. Um, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I know the show was weapons hot, but. Uh, yeah, more like this is weapons not. Yeah, like. But unfortunately, uh, the New York Jets. Jets, Jets blanks. The yeah, Jets the. The New York Jets get throttled by the San Francisco 49ers today, 31 to 13 in a game that was just, in my opinion, a complete just garbage fest. I mean, it looked pretty good after the first quarter. I mean, you know, Raheem Mostert, first play from scrimmage, puts the Jets down seven to nothing. And you know what? The um, the 49ers never really looked back after that, um, despite the fact they did suffer some injuries like Nick Bosa and – who else was it? I believe it was Solomon Thomas, yeah, uh, who went out with injuries on in successive plays, yeah. and the Jets couldn't take advantage of it. And I mean, Sam Donald played a little bit better, but again, there were times where the play calling was suspect. And we saw Adam Gase, uh, where he was starting to use the underneath routes, and as soon as the underneath routes weren't work, uh, the underneath routes were working, he went back to doing something else. And, and you know, just a, a key factor that just aggravates the crap out of me is that Adam Gase does not stick with what works. As soon as something works, he moves away from it and he tries something else, and then that fails, and then tries to go back to what worked, and by then, guess what? They've already figured you out. And then I'm sorry, but I'm also going to call out Greg Williams in the defense too, okay? Now, I know that we lost Jamal Adams. I know that that C.J. Mosley opted out with COVID-19, which I'm actually going to talk about C.J. Mosley a little bit later. Okay, I know that no Avery Williamson in this game. Okay, but you know what? That's no excuse for this team to play like dog shit. No excuse. Okay, two games in a row, we watched the defense give up big plays that put the Jets in the hole early. And this team, Jacks, unfortunately, is just not designed to dig its way out of a hole. So overall, what were your thoughts? This team isn't designed to do anything uh, at this point in time other than suck, man. Look, uh, you know what? I, I really, I kind of checked out after, you know, after the, the first few minutes in the third quarter, and I'll just be realistic. I needed to, I needed to take a mental health break um, because I was so distraught. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold played better, but Sam Darnold doesn't have any weapons. Um, uh, you know, Chris Herndon, who, you know, I, we thought would be the X factor, dropped a touchdown basically in the end zone. And, and while I'm not, I'm not saying that that was the difference in the game in particular, those are the types of miscues that we cannot afford, uh, to your point. Adam Gase is uh, 
calling to what future of where what is going because this guy's a this guy's a bum man i mean listen we're, we're going to hear the calls for his job we're going to hear so many different you know reasons behind why it is that that uh you know this this, this coach uh needs to be removed but you know i guess the bottom line to this is that until this uh this this reporting structure in the in the front office is is changed um, we're not going to really see any meaningful, uh, you know, I, I don't think any interaction right now. Joe Douglas needs to be able to go in in in, in the morning or shoot, if you really want to think about it, go into the locker room after the game and say, look, this is not working. You, sir, are out of here. Jim Bob or whoever else it is that he's going to get, he's going to pick Greg Williams. You're, you're in charge. Let's start in the morning. Adam Gase is the worst possible thing that could have happened to this team. And up until last season, I would just say recently that that 10 and 10 and six season with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I thought was it. But um, as of right now, the hire of Adam Gase is the most negatively impactful move that we have seen in this franchise in years. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it's going to set us back even more. Uh, you, you fire Adam Gase and, and you bring in another head coach next season. And then the difficulty uh, comes around with what it is that we're going to do with Sam Darnold. Um, if we are as bad as, as some people could, you know, think that we might be, we might actually even be talking about drafting in a position where Trevor Lawrence is, is a feasible uh, uh, you know, kind of an option. And I mean, think about this. We do have two first round picks. Let's just say for the sake of argument, um, we are just based on our, our, based on how it is that we finish the season, we're picking top five. Um, both of those first round picks, if Joe Douglas is, you know, kind of the guy who I think that he is, he's probably going to package those picks and try to move up to get the quarterback. Um, if he's not, um, and, and maybe we, you know, we, we stick around 10 or, 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 you know, depending upon how it is that we end the season, you know, we still have so many holes and so many needs that I really can't see us being able to dig out of this within the next two or three seasons. And I'm just going to keep that real. Um, based on what it is that we have on the roster, based on what it is that we have in our coaching staff right now, and the difficulties that I think Joe Douglas is going to have and to be able to make any effectual, effectual change in that, man, we're in bad shape we're in bad shape and I don't want to be all doom and gloom and I don't want to, you know, kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater or all of the little funky ass cliches. But as of right now, I'm, I'm stuck in, this is not even the same old jets. This is a new level of ineptitude that we're seeing here. We have got to do something and we've got to do something two seasons ago. Well, what I had said on the post game show is that this is the type of game that gets, head coaches, uh, offensive coordinators, somebody in that organization fired, okay? And the, the problem is, is that right now, uh, I'm sorry, but Christopher Johnson has got to grow a set of balls, and Joe Douglas has got to grow an even bigger set of balls, and I'm sorry, somebody needs to pay. And don't tell me you're going to fire the strength and conditioning coach. Don't tell me you're going to fire some low-level management person and take it out on them, because you know what? It's not their fault. The person whose fault it is, is at the top of the pecking order, and that's Adam Gase. He is in charge of the, the play calling, okay? And I'm sorry, Greg Williams is in charge of the defense. But if you fire Greg Williams, who are you going to put in his place, okay? If the buck stops with Adam Gase, okay, he's the guy, then his ass needs to be held accountable. And I don't want to hear this bullshit anymore about, 
well, I wouldn't change a thing because I thought that I called the perfect game. It was just an execution problem. Bullshit. On a fourth and one, when you know that in spreading out the 49ers is giving you success in not only running the football, but passing the football, and you decide to run straight up the gut in the heart of the the 49ers defense, especially when it's already difficult for your for your offense to string plays together to have a competent drive and you can't find a way to pull a wild card out to keep that drive going no i'm sorry i'm done with excuses i'm done defending adam gase and adam gase is not my coach okay i did not want adam gase hence the reason why joe hence the reason why joe namit is no longer on the wall over here it's replaced by something else. And it's staying up there until that son of a bitch is fired. I, I, I'm at this point, and, I, and I'm just looking at the, 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 the box score. I'm looking at the stats, uh, CJ. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who played, you know, uh, basically on a, on, on a half a leg or, or, or a leg in, a, in, a, in an eighth, uh, 14 to 16, 131 yards, two touchdowns. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the backup quarterback comes in, Nick Mullins, um, who apparently looks like he's going to be the starter because Garoppolo, he'll be out for a while. He actually went 8 for 11 to 71 yards. So, I mean, if, if, if you're looking at Sam Donald's 21 to 32, 179 yards, uh, that's uh, that that kind of puts me in, a, in the mind to say that Sam Donald actually didn't play as horrible as, as what maybe it looked. Um, but our defense is just really bad. Our, our defense is not able to get much of anything done right now. I kind of figured we revert back to the mean a little bit because we did play out of our heads last season. I, I think just because of the, the level of talent that we had. And I think Greg Williams, you know, coached way beyond uh, where our talent was, but with. I agree with that, but you yeah. know what? Eventually these guys have to take a step forward, Jax. Yeah, well, look, I get it. We, 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 we what, what, did we return nine starters? But the guys that we did bring back? No, are, no, are not even no, there? I'm I mean, not going to lie. Nope, we didn't. You know, many, also, CJ Mosley, you know, CJ Mosley has, has has played all of three quarters as a New York Jet since yeah, signing his contract. Yeah. Okay, we traded Jamal Adams. Okay, and I know a lot of people, as, uh, as I, I saw the memes up on Facebook already yeah, with the pictures of Jamal Adams and the pictures of Robbie Anderson and, oh, well, we got rid of these guys. Look, yeah. let me just say something, okay? Regardless whether we have Jamal Adams and Robbie Anderson on this team, however marginally better that they will make this team, we probably still lose these two games. Oh, yeah, no question. Okay, so I'm not saying, so anyone who's saying that Yo, if we have if we have Robbie Anderson, we win that game. If we have Jamal Anderson, we uh, Jamal Adams, we win that game. No, no. no. do me a favor, sit back down, go drink your rum and coke in the corner, put the dunce cap on. I'm sorry, okay. Listen, this is this is the point about what it is that we're seeing because the the, the fact of the matter is that those they were two of our best players last season, and and it does add a level of respectability to what it is that we do on the field. We don't have right now. We don't have. Brashard nope. Perriman, Brashard Perriman, who's supposed to be the guy who's better than Robbie. If you listen to some of these knuckleheads who, who wanted to argue me up and down about why it is that I thought we needed to bring Robbie back. He, is he even, is he even going to play the next couple of weeks? Isn't he hurt now? Um, yeah, I, uh, I think so. I, I saw something where uh, he, he got injured. I don't exactly know what, 
McDougal, I don't know exactly what the um what the injury is. McDougal comes in. He's not he's not Jamal Adams. McDougal actually doesn't is, is looking suspect right now. Marcus May, who basically can only play at the top of his game, you know, uh, as much as as he possibly can, is still not going to be good enough to elevate this entire defense. Pierre Desir had a pick today, but he's actually not been very good overall. And I'm yeah. thinking that the possibility is, you know, if, if his contract wasn't so big, we probably want to probably need to cut him too. Quincy Wilson, who we brought in, who we thought was going to be good, he's going to be in con- uh, concussion protocol for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to see him. Um, who, who didn't uh, didn't uh, Mollet uh, pull up lane today? He's hurt too. Yeah, yeah Arthur Mollet got hurt on a special on on a special teams tackle. We so we, I mean we, we don't have enough talent. Ridiculous. We don't, we don't have enough talent to to withstand some of this stuff. And and we can we can say that Joe Douglas you know didn't have enough time to overcome what's been done by Idzik and McCagnan. But uh, I'll be honest with you, some of the moves that he's made are still questionable. Yep, they are questionable. So. You know, man, we, we there's, there, there's so there's so much blame to be laid right now. We are just we're we're not a good team, right? But see, here's the thing, though. Somebody still has to pay for this, yeah. you know. And and if, for the Jets to go and to field this team again without there being some sort of repercussion for from 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 upper management about just the play of these two games, regardless of the starting caliber. Look, Buffalo. Tough team defense. I'm sorry. You know what? Miami gave them all that they could handle today, and they almost won that game. Josh, okay? Josh Allen threw for 400-something yards today. That, that, that's just a microcosm of, of, of how bad this team is compared to the situation that they have in Buffalo because he's not a great quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, look, you give, the, you, you give the, um, the San Francisco 49ers all the credit in the world. They were a complete mash unit. Okay, and I mean, even losing Nick Balsa and and Simon Thomas in this game, and the Jets still couldn't take advantage of it. So it, it it's it, it's frustrating. Uh, it 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 is very it's very humbling because we had a lot of high expectations for this team. We thought that this team was in a potential, what what had the potential, should I say, to overachieve, to embrace this schedule. And to really make some noise in the AFC East to stop being, you know, the, the the doormat. But it just seems like that for every step forward that we seem to think that we take, we just take another six steps backwards. Yeah. And, we're, we're, you know, we're, as a fan, it's, fr- it's frustrating to watch. We talked at the beginning of the season, CJ. And I mean, over the course of the, the, that uh, period of time before the game, before the practices even started that um, the AFC East was going to be wide open. And, uh, no, the no, AFC East no, right no, now is a two-dog race. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it is It is a two-dog race, but... Yeah, it's a two-dog uh, race. To be perfectly honest with you, um, there there really isn't much competition. I, I actually think that uh, just based on what it is that I've seen, I think Buffalo might actually be uh, might be the dogs right now. I mean, I still haven't seen much about what the, the Patriots have done uh, in their game today. So, I mean, I, I, I may be able to revise that later. But as of right now, I think Buffalo is the team to beat. And uh, I think that the Jets, for all intents and purposes, are, are, are looking at uh, fourth place in the division at the end of the season. Yeah, it very, may very well be a possibility. And, you know, again, it's it just sucks because, you know, we came into this season with so much. Um, what's know, the word I'm looking it, for? It was it was hope, CJ. It was right. hope. We, we hoped. I mean, we, we, we actually we actually saw some things that said, you know what, this could be. And 
dashed on the jagged cliffs below. I'm telling you, right off the cliff, it's done. Um, mm -hmm. we, 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 not only are we not in a position to be able to overcome some of the injuries that we have to overcome, but we don't have enough talent to be able to overcome the, the horrible coaching that we're getting right now. We, we would need to have a, a talent-laden team to even be able to say that functionally we might be able to compete with a decent team. We don't have any of it. We don't right. have talent. We don't have coaching. As of right now, again, I'm, I'm not sure what our leadership is thinking because we have $30 million in cap space that we're sitting on, and we haven't had a GM who, who steps to the plate and says, you know what, we can't continue this way. Let's bring in somebody. We haven't we haven't seen any of that. What are we sitting on thirty million dollars for? We don't have we have shit on our team right now. Our we cupboard do. is our cupboard is bare. We have, we got we got we got cobwebs in there with no spiders on them because there's no food. There's nothing. It's dead. And 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 the problem the is the spiders that, don't even want to go in there. Look, look, the spiders are like, hey, I'm out of here. Uh, you know, this is this is a situation where we are are realizing the worst case scenario, even if all of the bad stuff happens. This yep. is this is this is worse. This is this is the worst possible thing. And the only thing at this point in time, and I'm, I'm you know, let me, let me let me clarify because it's not the only thing. Um, firing Adam Gase would rectify quite a bit, but that again, that leadership structure in the front office is bad. Chris Johnson giving this guy a, a, a vote of confidence when, you know, he obviously doesn't have what it is that we need. I and mean, we've been saying, you know, for months and and almost like the full years now that uh, Adam Gates isn't the guy that was supposed to lead this team to the promised land. And we're recognizing right now that he's, you know, he's leading us uh, like lemmings over the cliff. Mm -hmm. This is, this is ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. One of, the, one of the things that I, I want to bring up is actually Chris Johnson uh, at the press conference talking about that and talking about Adam Gates. It was saying that he's, that he's, he's brilliant and he feels very confident with Adam Case going forward. And, you know, I don't know what kind of crack he's smoking in that pipe that he's got over there, but y'all need to send it this way because nah, I don't if that. you go and take a look <laughs> at the New York Jets under under Adam Gase these past two years, okay, go and take a look at Rich Kotite's numbers, okay? Adam Gase is actually circling very close to where Rich Kotite was when he was head coach of the New York Jets. Ladies and gentlemen, this is bad. This is very bad, okay? And you're seeing it that today, although the Jets did not get the desired result, Sam Darnold did, in fact, make some good throws. I think there were only, like, one or two throws where you could honestly say that Sam was, uh, Sam was just a little bit off. But other than that, Sam was trying to make plays. He was making plays with his feet. I wish he would have made a few more plays with yeah, his feet. Yeah. Okay. But Chris Hogan had an easy drop. You see, at the uh, um, Chris Herndon had a, had a drop that would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Josh Adams had a drop. Sam's, so, I mean, Sam's doing everything that, that he can. Sam's doing everything that he can mm -hmm. to make something happen with nothing. And, and, and I think what, what's really telling, if, if you kind of watched a little bit of the press or he was, you know, talking about that, that goal line where, you know, wouldn't, why didn't he just sneak? And he says, you know, I got to call a play that's called. Um, that just goes to show you right now the negative impact that Adam Gase is having on even the, 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 the potential for him to improvise. Right. Because I just don't think that Sam Darnold in that particular situation should be neutered, you know, when 
he's he's trying to get himself back in a rhythm and you could see that he was he was close and plus you know you take a look at that touchdown to Braxton Berrios to end the game okay granted it wasn't garbage time but you saw that Sam escaped out of a sack okay and he used his legs to make he used his mobility to make a play yeah. hit Berrios right on target right on the run and the Jets were able to get a touchdown where was that all game okay and and the thing is is that that's not on Sam. That's on Gase in the play call. Okay, because not for anything, but fourth and one. If I'm Sam Donald, I'm looking at Adam Gase and I'm like, you know what? I want the ball. I want to go play action. So give me a naked bootleg. Give me something. You know what? Or or how about just get in the huddle, read the defense, and call something different? Right. Period. So, so I mean, this, you know, this is- the communication between Sam and Gase is just incredibly off, and you saw it a little bit today. It was even more so, you know, yesterday. I don't but, think there, um, I don't I don't think there is communication. I think Adam Gase is, is ruling the roost with an iron fist, and and it's not even iron. It's like it, it's like a you know balsa wood. What the hell are you doing? You're 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 literally handcuffing the only guy that is in a position to make the types of changes on the fly that we need to make. Do we under, this, this is, this is part of what the problem is with coaching to where football was uh, before, you know, before the fifties, because that's exactly what it is that we're doing. I'm, 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 I'm just, you know what? I'll say this CJ. And, and, and the reality of the, of the matter is, is that, you know, we've seen on Twitter, we've seen the comments on Facebook, there, there's, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the steaks and pitchforks are coming out. You know, they got the barbecue pit ready. They're ready to light Adam Gase's ass on fire. And justifiably the problem that we're having is, is that all of this means nothing. If the person who is most responsible for replacing him does not have the opportunity to do it without you know, uh, without having some sort of approval from a guy who has no clue about anything about football and Chris Johnson. Yes. Amen. Come on. Because man. you know what? I'm, I'm sorry to say like there, there are times when Christopher Johnson ha- kind of gives you a little glimmer of hope that maybe he kind of sort of gets it. And then there are times like what happened this past Thursday that just like, dude, just don't speak. He gave you, he don't, gives, he don't gives, speak. He gives good lip service, which which I guess is the same thing that that got Adam Gase in the door because he can talk a good one, but when it comes to actually having to do it or being in a position or or having you know I guess the wherewithal to recognize what needs to be done, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. We are in a situation right now where ownership is it you know I, it might be a a close third to the most detrimental aspect of this team because Adam Gase by far is number one. And, and, and I mean, I know this might not be a popular opinion, but Joe Douglas at this point in time, unless he's in there kicking uh, Chris Johnson in the ass, telling him he's got to get rid of Adam Gase, he's number two. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm Joe Douglas right now, that's exactly what took place at the end of this game. I'm blowing because, his Because, you know, I, I can't possibly think that Joe Douglas could just be sitting back with hands off like, no. yeah, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, this is fine. Look, Getting embarrassed two weeks in a row. Chris Johnson not, not being competitive. Chris Johnson is getting profanely laced uh, voicemails on his phone right now because I would be cursing. Mm-hmm. Just, just, uh, Joe I, Douglas would be getting it too. Yeah. So I'm sorry to say, but you know what? I got to hold Joe Douglas's feet to the fire too because you know what? You still have $30 million in cap space. Yeah. You knew that the wide receiver position is a mash unit. 
Go get somebody. I, I was I was thinking earlier that uh, you know just the lack of movement right now it, it 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 just doesn't make sense, right? Like if if Joe Douglas is honestly saying that he wants to give Adam Gates the best possible opportunity to prove that he's the guy, um, these personnel moves that are being made don't do it. Um, if it's about bringing in talent, he hasn't done enough of that. Um, right. Especially, especially with 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 finances available to be able to do it, um, but it also I kind of kind of begs the question: um, Is he being handcuffed by ownership, or is he looking at a situation where maybe he's wanting to get rid of the coach and the quarterback? And I mean, that, that could that, be you know, yeah. that actually could be a, a possibility because it, if it's, it, the, if, it's if, the only thing that makes uh, enough sense for me yes. to be able to, to swallow it. it, it's the only thing. Yeah, I think, you know what, you may be onto something there. It could be something that's plausible because if that's the case, that the New York Jets do end up picking in the, in the you know, the top five, which it looks like if they continue this trend right now, they actually yeah. will be. There's no team you know, that, right now. That, um, you know, they could potentially go up there and be able to select Trevor Lawrence if that's the direction that they decide that they want to go. But let's say for argument's sake that the Jets do go 1-15, 2-14. and 14, They do get the first overall pick. Do you even trust Trevor Lawrence to come in here with Adam Gase as your head coach for him to mentor him? Or, or are we just going to give him another quarterback to screw up? No. I don't because think, right I, now, I Sam Darnold is suffering it. underneath the tutelage of Adam Gase. Yeah. You take a look. The, the perfect case in point is take a look at Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, once he got away from Adam Gase, led the Tennessee Titans to an AFC championship game appearance. That should be all the proof in the pudding. And you know what? I've had several different conversations with people who followed the Miami Dolphins when Adam Gase was their head coach. And they explicitly said to me that Adam Gase will not use your best player. Anybody who will not do what Adam Gase says, he will ship them out or he will want them shipped out. And he doesn't care. It's his way or the highway. And you know what? We kind of got a little bit of taste of the arrogance at the end of the Buffalo game when he said that he wouldn't change a thing, that he felt like that it was it, it, it was an execution problem and not a coaching problem. Okay, so that says to me that the hands of this fran- – that, that the state of this franchise in the hands of Adam Gase is about ready to be flushed down the toilet. And in my opinion, I think that Joe Douglas needs to grow a set of balls, needs to kick in Christopher Johnson's door – and say you got to you got to let me do something before, because if we if, if we say if, right because if the players mutiny and they say we're not we're we're not going to play then what by then it's too late because now now what it is that you have is you have a a, a whole team worth of Jamal Adams is who are really trying to do what it is that they can to get the hell out of here and I mean some of these guys I mean some of these guys. Are, are these these are business issues let's think about this think about it in the, in this in this term all right because this is a business i mean we mm-hmm. talk about we talk about this contractually all the time players don't necessarily owe anything to the team because the team can can get rid of them whenever they feel like it you could sign a you could sign a five-year contract and get released after the first year if, if you really think about that yeah they mm-hmm. might owe, they might owe you a little money but that doesn't mean you have any job security right there's 22 little small businesses on the field at every time at, at, at every snap and some of these guys are going to have to make a decision about not only their current job situation, but their future job situations. 
playing for this team is not going to allow me to put film out there that's going to get people to notice that I can play. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can only do so much if you keep, you know, if, if you keep, you know, uh, walking, walking a DB's 10 yards off a receiver when, it, when it's, it's, it's third and three or third and four. What, what, what the hell are you doing? And, and I mean, that again, that's a Greg Williams thing. But, but Greg Williams is actually coaching scared now because the, you, you have a gassed and frustrated defense. Right. Gassed and frustrated. Not only can they not get off the field, but even when they do actually get off of the field, they're only able to sit on the sideline for 15, 20 seconds because we're three and out. Yep, and not only that, but also they're playing legitimately sloppy football where you saw Henry Anderson take a bad penalty. Oh, man, that was saw horrible. Kyle Phillips take a bad penalty. You know, Chris Hogan on the offensive side of the ball uh, got called for for uh, for a cut block. Where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I mean, you could have let that go. Yeah, but, but it's the Jets. They're not going to give us the benefit of any doubt. We understand that. Um, right. We we are we are living up to that laughing stock. Uh, you know, I guess stereotype that people have of this team. And, and yeah, and, unfortunately, and it, Jets is is is. is yeah. You know, I'm 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 sorry right now, but the rest of the rest of the people on the schedule right now that the New York Jets are going to have to face are circling the New York Jets right now, and they're looking at it like, you know what, that's a W. I don't think they're circling anything. I think they're they're probably glancing over it. I'll be honest. If 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 any team, they're probably looking past us. Yeah, exactly. They're looking at this right. and saying, okay, we can spend a couple of days on this, but we've got to match up that following week. That obviously is more pressing. So, um, I. I I was saying it earlier, and I, I kind of thought that this hopefully would, would be how it played out, that, uh, you know, we might be able to surprise some teams. And, and you know, I, I said right on this show, I knew we were going to lose the Buffalo. I called that we were going to lose the Buffalo. It, was, it, was, it wasn't as close as I thought that it was going to be, but I actually predicted that we were going we to mop the 49ers because I recognized that they had injury issues, and I thought that we would be gelling at this point. And we're not. We're getting worse and worse at every practice. I, I listen to these to these little press conferences. Oh yeah, we had a great week of practice. Compared to what? Compared to who? Because if you're saying that this is the great, uh, you know, uh, practices that you guys are having, and it's looking like what it is that we're seeing on the field, so we're not way, even seeing no way in hell. They're in no way in hell. We're not even seeing XFL quantity uh, uh, quality play right now out of the New York Jets. You know, I would actually settle for XFL quantity at the uh, uh, quality at this point. I would settle for AAF quality at this point. Isn't that what we're getting? I mean, look at the guys that we have on our roster right now. So Somebody we're playing can... like an expansion team. Yeah, and same then same on top team. of it, too, like you, you you don't use Michael P. Ryan until the uh, on, until the fourth quarter. Three carries. Right. So, I mean, it, it's just it, it, completely ridiculous. It's like, you know, what what happened to the two back set? Right. And, what, and, you know, you, you were running, you, you were doing well running the ball with Frank Gore. They pounded Frank Gore, what, 21 times, 63 yards? Yes. So, I mean, Frank Gore. obviously, yeah, obviously that's not great. But, I mean, early on, that was kind of the tempo set. You know, if you really think about it, that Frank Gore was looking good. You know, it got to the point where I'm, I'm watching all of these people say, Le'Veon Bell's a scrub now. Look at look at how look how productive Frank Gore is, and I'm just thinking. Le'Veon Bell is a scrub. Yeah, look. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is a scrub because Adam Gase made him a scrub him because he can't use him because he has no Thank idea you. what he's doing with talent. And 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 you know you you kind of can't convince some fans because some fans are just going to feel what it is that they feel. I still personally understand that Le'Veon Bell is still a top five talent when it comes to his ability. He's not in a situation to be successful here. 
And mm-hmm. if you if you really think that that three yards in a cloud of dust that Frank Gore is really the, the, the type of offense that we should be running when we have Chris Herndon, when we have Le'Veon Bell, and when we have w- what might be, a, you know, an Im- improved enough offensive line to give Sam an opportunity to move the ball, then I don't think you understand what football, what football is really all about. Um, Adam Gase is supposed to be this genius. And you have a guy who was on a first ballot Hall of Fame trajectory before he got here. And you make him look like he is a fifth string, barely practice squad level player. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're yeah, looking at. The they, they, even, 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 what's his name? But ba- Ballage gets a carry today. Yeah, Kalen Balage. You got to be kidding me, man! You got to be kidding me. A- a- Adam Gase is ruining this team, and, and beyond all of that, by extension, uh, if Joe Douglas, and I mean we don't know because Joe Douglas isn't as as you know available to us as you know he's not giving press conferences every day like these other players and, and coaches are. If Joe Douglas isn't literally right now banging the table with both hands and stomping his feet. Um, to get Chris Johnson to allow him to make this move, uh, then then I'll just be honest. We we are we are screwed. And that six year contract that Joe Douglas has right now, might as well rip that shit up. He'll be out of here in a couple of years too. He he might decide to leave on his own accord because he'll probably just say, you know what, I came here, I signed a six year deal, I wanted to I wanted to turn this uh, this franchise around, and you're not giving me the ability to. Well, I mean, because, yeah. because you're telling me what like you know. Like, hey, sort of, sort of like how, how you and I were talking about a, a little bit yesterday, all right? And uh, how, how I had mentioned, uh, uh, I mentioned a couple of things to you, and like, you know what? Maybe, um, maybe we'll see some, we'll see some change. Maybe we'll see some, you know, right? Anything. That Joe Douglas is probably saying, "Yo, bro, you don't even have a thanks for getting me the job. I appreciate you, yeah, but, but you gotta go." Yeah. We don't, even, we don't even have a pulse GTFOH, right now. GTFOH, buddy. Yeah, we, we we have we have we literally have nothing. And I'm 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 so, you know what? I'm I'm so frustrated right now that I know I'm just going to be repetitive, but they're really I, I don't see any any silver lining in this. Yeah, uh, Quentin Williams had two sacks today. That's dope. Makai Becton is a beast. Literally, one yeah. of the only one of the only uh, bright spots on this team that I can say right now hasn't shown um that he's uh he's hasn't shown that he's affected by what's going on around him and it yeah it's like the truth it, because you know despite like the despite the fact of what's going on around makai becton he is the real deal no yeah, doubt it, no it, doubt it, about it he house is of, the real deal house house of pancakes i tweeted out earlier he's gonna need weight watchers because he's pancaking every week and he's already 380 so look <laughs> we're gonna need to- we're gonna need to be careful with that guy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. I love to see him eat though, because that's this is one of those situations where we have a, a, a who a, a guy who looks like he really could be a generational talent in Makai Beckett. I mean, just think about that. As a rookie, he's pancaking some of the best talent in the league in his first two games, mm-hmm. and I mean, and I mean, literally pushing guys off screen, pushing guys off the field, or swallowing guys up and falling on them on the ground making certain people who have, you know, uh, upper echelon Pro Bowl, uh, you know, talent um, in, in, in their game and in their past, he's making them look, uh, you know, subdued. Like, uh, you know what, you, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man amongst men, and I love to see it. The problem is, is that we're not seeing much else of it anywhere else in any other position, and we're definitely, definitely not seeing it in the most, position, in the most important position on our team right now, which is the quarterback, because he's being hamstrung by the coaches. 
it's killing me. Who the hell is Daryl Loggins again? I keep saying that. <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to get to a couple of the comments. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's tuning in tonight to listen to uh, Weapons Hot, Thanks, a man. New York Jets fan broadcast Thanks, here on the Worldwide yeah. Sports Radio Network, Sports War Radio, Snowman Digital Media, and quite frankly, wherever you get your Weapons Hot or New York Jets fix. Uh, shout out to Ramon Lee Hill, Fire Gase, the team never looks ready to play. I have to agree with you. I never. really do. Never. You know, the past, the, the past two weeks is very indicative of that statement right there. So, bravo. Uh, shout out to Ryan Barger. If they let Gase go, do you see the plan to to be let Williams take over as head coach and Jim, Jim Bob Cooter as offensive coordinator? Um, you know what? At this point, it makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, Cooter was not a great OC over in Detroit. But, but he, knows, he knows the system, and, and, he, and he's he's good with developing. I mean, you got to think about it. Matt Stafford, right. had, uh, Matt Stafford had some 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 pretty productive uh, years with him, even if the, the, the Detroit team wasn't that good. And also, I got to think about it this way, because that's a great question, um, because Adam Gaze goes, and so does Dowell Loggins. Jim Bob Cooley is the offensive coordinator, but who else do we surround Sam with? Those are the only two guys that are in Sam's ear, and those are the worst possible two guys to have. Right. I'd much rather have Jim Bob Cooter in uh... – in Sam's ear, because I mean, look, Jim Bob Cooter was brought in to be the to be the running backs coach, and so far our running backs have actually performed quite admirably when they've been used. But the problem is, is that they're not being used the way that they should be used. And the, the, this offensive system that Adam Gase is trying to cram down everybody's throat here does not work with the talent that we have. This should be a run first team. This should be a ground and pound team. You rebuilt the offensive line. Seems running the football is some. Running the football is what they do well. They need to stick to it. They really you, do. You run the football. You allow Sam to get 20, 25, 30, possibly 27, 30 throws a game. Um, because he, if, if the offensive line is yelling that you're giving him time, though that that would be a perfect world for us. You know, we don't need Sam to be a world beater. And at this point in time, he's trying to be a world beater with no weapons, with no supporting cast, and, and with the most ridiculously horrible coaching that we've we've seen here in quite some time. Look, yeah, I, I we we I can go back to when we were talking about Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles actually got more out of Sam Darnold than than uh, uh yes, he did. than than Adam Gates did. And Todd Bowles is a defensive coach, he didn't even do anything. So I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Right. When you when when you have a situation like that. It should be obvious for the people who are making those decisions that it's not working. Please, let's move on. If I went to work and I performed this way, I'd have been fired. They'd have my ass out of there so quick. They'd have another con. They have somebody else in there. They 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 bring in a contractor and just bring an outside guy and say, "Look, you can't be any worse than this guy we just had in here," because that's the situation we're looking at right now. Right. I mean, at at, at this point, you know, John Morton was fired after one year. Okay, and Todd Bowles fired John Morton, and I told everybody when he hired Jeremy Bates, yeah. and the Jets' offense was still struggling despite having Sam in his rookie season. I said he's on a beach somewhere puffing on a cigar going, I, I, I told you, Biagis, it wasn't me. Yeah. You know what? And, I mean, if, if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Josh McCown getting hurt, uh, some, Robbie some, Anderson would have had a thousand yard receiving season and pro some, probably some, would have ended up making the uh, the Pro Bowl. Something's so. running through my head right now, CJ. And I mean, I, I'm sorry, I obviously, I didn't mean to cut you off. But best, no, offensive, best, best offensive coordinator that we've had here in the past, what, 15 years? Chan Gailey. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. I, I, I think, you know, and I mean, I, I could be wrong about this, and I'm, I'm sure folks in the comments will, will, will you know, kind of check me if they feel like I'm getting out of line with this. But, uh, 
you know, I think Chan Gailey left because he couldn't get Geno Smith. I think Chan Gailey would have Ooh, been you think so? I, I think Chan Gailey wanted Geno Smith. I don't think he wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he could make Ryan Fitzpatrick work, but I think that he felt like he had a talent in Geno Smith that he could have, you know, he could have molded. He could have, he could have made, he could have improved. I mean, look, think, look, look at, look at Chan Gailey's history. Uh, Jay Fiedler, the, some of the bums that he had coached to actually have in their best possible seasons. And mm-hmm. I'm, saying, I'm saying, Geno's not, a, Geno wasn't a good quarterback. Uh, but Gino had talent, and I think that given the uh, a, a set of circumstances that Chan Gailey could have made possible for him, I think we could. I think we could have seen Gino actually play respectable football here. I mean, even eight and eight as a rookie, who who else has done that? Who else has done that here? Right. Who who else has gone eight and eight other than Ryan Fitzpatrick? And Ryan Fitzpatrick did it, and then and then you know that little meme that I share every single year. Anytime anybody ever you know mentions Ryan Fitzpatrick, I got that meme on deck. He comes in. He plays well for a starter. He starts. He starts. He gets paid, and then he's a scrub. He's a bum again every single time. Mm-hmm. And that ten and six season that hurt us. And that was the beginning for me. That was the beginning of the slide that actually is leading us to exactly where it is that we are right now. And and I mean, say say I'm wrong, or you have to have uh, whatever opinions you have, want to have about that. But the fact of the matter is, is that had we played Geno Smith. Even after the little jaw thing, even if he, if, if we were, we were sitting pretty then, we were sitting pretty then. If Gino comes in and plays well, it gives us a better foundation to grow on. We don't do some of the stuff that we did, you know, all of them years after with 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 bringing in other other players and 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 you know, kind of chase Ryan Fitzpatrick, trying to give him all of that money. We wouldn't need to do that. Um, we we actually probably could have got a starting quarterback in Geno Smith for less than what it is that we paid Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it would have been easier for us to build around him. They made that mistake and since then yeah we've been in the tank so you know again um i'm not that that is just giving a a kind of a a precursor to where it is that we are now and the horrible decision making with regards to player personnel from the gms and the head coaches and everything else all of that um it's going to be difficult to overcome. I'm, I'm expecting as of right now, even if we do keep Sam or if we, if, if we're so bad that we end up drafting Trevor Lawrence, 2024, 2025, before we can actually see any really seriously meaningful football. I I mean, we would need to have a a Herculean turnaround. We need to have a miraculous turnaround for us to even be close to respectable by the end of the season. I don't see it. Mm. So really quick, um, the, I, I, I want to kind of step away from this topic for a second because thank you. <laughs> uh, there, uh, there was some there was some talk, so to speak, during during the course of the week. Okay, obviously, Jet fans are already stinging from the Buffalo Bills loss, but there was a post that was actually put on Twitter on September fifteenth. Okay, uh, about there was actually a picture of C.J. Mosley uh, that was in a bar. And I want to address this because I still think that a lot of people um, are not really paying attention to this. Okay. So apparently some dude was in a bar. Someone I know was at a bar Thursday night in Alabama, a Jets player, but a Jets player was there too. Anyone recognize this guy? And there is a picture of CJ Mosley having a drink, chilling at the bar, no mask, no nothing. Now, uh, I was asked by uh, by a follower of the show, uh, the Rick uh, at the Rick four 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 four. What are your thoughts about this? And I responded with the following tweet: I really don't have any thoughts on it. If he chose to opt out after COVID concerns, 
yet he's in a bar hanging out. That's his right and his choice, if that even is him at all. This actually drew some backlash, which I kind of found amusing. So some dude named Hello Goodbye, who I'm sure probably some like, you know, middle-aged douche sitting in his mother's basement. Sure, it's my right to tell my boss I'm not coming to work for the next six months because I fear of getting the coronavirus. And then I go to a crowded bar, restaurant. I take international flights and hang out everywhere during my working hours. Sure, that's my right. You're funny. So notice the eye roll there. So at that point, after I got done shaking my head, I responded with the following tweet. No, what's funny is the reaction to the tweet. If this is even factual, how come no noise from Semini or Costello or even Manish yet? That's why we're not even bothering to get upset about it because we really don't know when this pick was taken. Like I said, keep it moving. There was another follower who decided to crowd in who was like, Holy denial, Batman. <laughs> fans, man. Right. Fans. I, I, love, so, I, love, I love Jets fans. We, so we I, I, so I, I basically <laughs> repeated that tweet in a different way to that gentleman saying, I'm not going to get bent out of shape about something that really nobody's making a big deal about because we don't know if this actually happened, if that's even C.J. Mosley in the pick. And it could be just somebody who's just deciding to pile onto the Jets fan base to rile everybody up because we had already lost to the Bills. It was an embarrassing loss. Jet Nation was already raw from that. So it's very easy to to get Jet fans upset. Okay? So I responded to that. And that guy didn't like what I had to say, so he proceeded to block me. So too bad. But... (laughs) Uh, further research to get rid of right (laughs) further research into the picture found out that this picture over here that this guy posted or that was actually posted on social media was actually taken over a year ago over a year ago were we really having to talk about COVID-19 right now the answer to that question is no so again ladies and gentlemen let's not overreact to stuff that's posted on social media because anybody could go and take a picture from anywhere, put a caption on it, and said that this happened last week. Okay? And like I said, I'll believe it when it shows up in print. And it didn't show up in print. We didn't hear a peep from Samini. We didn't hear a peep from Brian Costello. We sure as hell didn't hear a peep from Manish Mehta. So you know what? It's a non-story. So I wanted to just put that out there because that was really bothering me over the past couple of days. And most of all, I wanted to put these people on Twitter on blast. Okay. You wanted your 15 minutes of fame. Here's your 15 minutes of fame. And I'm basically going to say you're an asshole. Delete your Twitter account. Go hide under your mother's bed and just get out of here. Thank you. Because nobody wants to listen to your nonsense. All right. So now this is, this is a, this is a, this is a, it's a ridiculous story. And and what's funny is that I remember the post in particular because I mean I I commented I was like and this team you know, right like, so I uh, I uh, I saw your team uh, you know I uh, I actually saw your response to yeah. like wow this is my team yeah because and, I, because and I'm I like and I, I felt the need to reach out to you to let you know like dude it, it's it, it's a troll it's yeah. got to be a troll because do you realize what a horrible optic that would be for C J Mosley 
to opt out of COVID-19 and get spotted in a bar just after the team that you play for gets completely obliterated and you're going to go to a bar so somebody who's creeping can take your picture, put it on social media to say, Oh, CJ Mosley's pulling a Jamal Adams. Nah, he needed a drink after that damn loss. That's what it was. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, so, I, dodged, I dodged the bullet there. <laughs> let me, right. go, let me so, go get a beer. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that was that was such a non-story anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it just it, it it's just frustrating. But, you know, obviously, you know, being 0-2 right now, there's really nothing forward, really nothing for this team to look forward to except some guys coming off IR. Really, at this point, I just want to see Denzel Mims play. I want to see him develop. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe Sam could kind of overcome Adam Gase and overcome the crappy coaching that we have right now and kind of try to take the step forward to get to get mo- some modicum of, of respectability. Yeah. I want to see a little bit more of, uh, of LaMichael P. Ryan. I want to see Jabari Zuniga injected into this defense and see what he can do. I want to see some building blocks for the future because it's obvious that Adam Gase has not embraced the schedule. It's obvious that it's any day now that I'm going to hear about a player mutiny, whether it's going to be this week or whether it's going to be week four, whether it's going to be week six. It's happening now. It's happening so, now. You you have to you have to imagine that it's happening now. You have to imagine that there are guys that leave out of that locker room after a, after a home loss, mind you, of that caliber, who are legitimately thinking there is no way in hell. Look, look, just just to me, and I I know this this may sound outlandish, and I, I you know I'm I'm not one of the guys who just would want to say that I want to see Adam Gaze do bad just so he can get fired. But I'll be honest with you, the only thing that I'm looking forward to right now, the only move, transaction, addition or subtraction that I care about at this point in time is removing Adam Gaze from his position because we are not going to see improvements where we need to see them until. The defense is struggling because they can't get off the field. Not to mention the fact that they have a lack of talent, a lack of practicing. So they are they're regressing a little bit, just as like just like we are seeing our franchise quarterback do right now. Right, exactly. The so, only thing I care about is Adam Gates being gone. Period. Point blank. I'm I'm optimistic about some play, yes, but we're not going to win any games. And and to be perfectly honest with you, the more that we trot these people out in these situations, the more of a likelihood that we have more injuries. So yeah, we might get some guys back right at the same time as we lose some other guys. So fingers crossed that that doesn't happen. But until Adam Gates is out of here, we're not going to see the best football that this team has to play. Period. Point yeah, blank. Yeah, completely understand. Uh, I completely agree. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it's ta- it's time now for my co-host solo segment called In the Spotlight. In the Spotlight with Kevin Jackson. Kevin Jackson. Jax, tell me who you got in the spotlight tonight. Chris Johnson, man. Real talk. And and you know what? By by extension, Woody Johnson also. Because I'm sure that Chris isn't going to make any decisions without uh, referring or or, or, uh, or or running it by Woody. And, uh, you know, I know Woody's got a lot on his plate right now. Um, I know we don't hear that a lot in the news in particular, but that has not changed. It's still going on in his life. Chris Johnson is in the spotlight tonight because, drumroll, until Chris Johnson pulls his head out of his ass and makes a decision about what Joe Douglas has to do, then we as an organization are going to continue to struggle. In a situation where what it is that we have right now is a guy that 
I have to say a large majority of the fan base believes is our franchise quarterback. The hierarchical structure that we have at this point in time is not conducive to having accountability be placed where it needs to be placed. You don't have your general manager on the same level footing with a head coach who hasn't proven that he can actually win with a NFL caliber team. Adam Gates is a bum. He's been a bum. Adam, the majority of the wins that we, uh, excuse me, pardon me, the majority of the losses that we have at this point have come by double digits. For an offensive genius, that means that he's not a genius of anything other than an interview. Because he can sound great in an interview, but he'd be shit on the sideline, shit in the film room, shit in the locker room, and basically shitting in the head of our franchise quarterback, the guy who we thought was going to be able to take us to the promised land, but is now being hindered and hampered by somebody who's basically riding on the coattails of Peyton Manning, who probably taught him more about football than he taught Peyton. In the spotlight right now, and I know I talked about all this other shit, but Chris Johnson, because Chris Johnson right now, if he's not the guy to pull the trigger and make this happen, all of this is a waste. In the spotlight, Chris Johnson, he needs to get it together, or we are again doomed just in the season. J-E-T-S. I need a drink. You are a factory of sadness! <laughs> I love that clip. I'm sorry, but that sound might be very appropriate it right there. It, it, it just it fit. It just fits so well. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. Yeah, you missing it. But yeah, no, this is this is bad, man. This is this is bad. This this is literally this is the worst case scenario for us. It is. And I mean, we 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 don't have much to look forward to coming up. I mean, the bye week isn't for what another five, six weeks or something like that. I think we've got we've got Philip Rivers, who's probably going to come in and ball out of control against this defense, even though he's 940 years old in a new team. And then right behind, what we got Kansas City coming up behind that too. Come on, man. Yeah, right now as it stacks up the next three teams that are on deck, we're looking at the um the the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, and Denver's of course the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. So and then after that we got the LA Chargers before we see before we see the Buffalo Bills again at home. Mm. So yeah, it's um it, it's gonna be a very, very long few weeks. Yeah. And to uh, to be honest with you, if they don't get it together, I, I just don't know. I I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I really don't, but at this point, there's really, there's, there's really nothing any of us can say. We're just so frustrated. We're just so angry that, you know, here we are, it's week two and the team just looks like absolute garbage. And we waited all, all off season with such high hope and bated breath that Adam Gase was going to come out and prove us all wrong. And you know what? No, same old jets. I'm sorry. Worse, worse, actually. Because this guy's supposed to be an offensive genius. Rich Kotite was never uh, deemed as an offensive genius. Rich Kotite was never deemed the guy who was coaching where football was supposed to go. This guy, we were sold the bill of goods with this guy. Yeah, we were sold the bill of goods, and he can't deliver. He just can't deliver. At all. At all. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in live here on the, the live stream and also on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, the Sports War Radio Network, Snowman Digital Media, every place that you guys get your your fix. Follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. 
Don't forget to check out the Facebook page, Weapons Hot Facebook page. Go and our content is up there every single week. Give us a like, send us a message, Come let on, us know how it? we're doing here on Weapons Hot. We love interacting with fans, uh, uh, going back and forth about this team, debating different points, and, and you know we want to hear what you guys think about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. So also, don't forget to go to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, um, like their Facebook page, also download their app. Okay, uh, on Google Play, you can get it. it uh, you can get it in Google Play for your Android device, uh, it, for your iPhone. Go to go to the Apple Store or go to the iOS Marketplace or whatever it is. I don't have an I don't have an iPhone, so I don't know. But uh, I know it's on there, so you can download the app and you can actually listen to Weapons Hot along with a bunch of other uh, very cool broadcasts there uh, from the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And of course, don't forget to check us out, Snowman Digital Media. All right, you could actually go there. Check out our boy Snowman in the Morning. Yeah, Sports War Radio uh, with our boys Paulie Edson and uh, uh, Sheriff Joe Baggs uh, over there at uh, www.spreaker.com forward slash Sports War Radio. You can catch Weapons Hot there as long as Paulie Edson show the Jet Zone and also Rams Showcase with uh, Sheriff Joe Baggs. Yeah. All right, also yeah, yeah. shout out to our state, <laughs> shout out to our sponsor, statementgames.com, for all the hard work and everything that they're going in. Go and make your statement. Uh, create an account with statementgames.com. It, it's a lot of fun. And, and you know what? I've been having a blast with it over these past couple of weeks because I've been picking everything, everything else other than the jet game. Yeah. So, you know, it's, go out there, have some fun with it. You know, you could create a private game with you of your friends, you know, just for bragging rights and just go and have some fun with it. Because it, at, at this point, you know, it, <laughs> what else can we do? Right. What else? What else can we do? I mean, but uh, by the end of the season, I'm going to be an Alcoholics Anonymous anyway. So you know, it, it's, yeah, my uh, might have to start go back to rolling up again. All right. Just one thing. I want. I want to. I want to give a shout out to Errol Marks. Good looking out. Thank you, Errol, uh, for hooking me up. I appreciate that. And I also want to send out uh, my condolences, Robbie. Uh, Robbie Jersey out of loss in the family earlier today. That's my guy. Um, hope everything is good, Robbie, for you and the family. You know, we love you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, that's it. I'm good. All right. I, I do need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. One last thing before we're out the door, I do want to give a shout out to um, a, a, a co-worker of mine who uh, retired, who, who is now going on active retirement this past Friday, um, Master Sergeant Annette Cordero Lace. This is for you, my dear. I know you're probably not watching this, but I'm sure you'll probably see it on the, on the, uh, the replay. Uh, it's been an absolute privilege to work with you. You you always brighten up my day, especially when I hear your comments from from across the pharmacy and hear you on the phone and stuff. And you know, God God bless you for everything you taught me, everything you showed me. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna miss the hell out of you over there at the at at the 45th MDG. So, all right. So so good luck to you and happy retirement. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Kevin Jackson on the other side of the glass. And all of you tuning out there this evening, my name is CJ the Painkiller D. Simone. We are signing off tonight. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets. And despite how crappy they played today, I'm still going to leave you guys with the best chant in the National Football League. Peace and love, go Jets. Go Jets. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.